0: Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's a Friday. It's not a red Friday, but it's a Friday. And we're going to get into the comings and goings of camp. Some very good news for Tyreek Hill and a rookie that's making his way up the depth chart, as well as what you'd really hope to see to play in front of Patrick Mahomes. That's all coming up now on Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. It feels like Red Friday. Are you sure it's not? Because, I mean, football starts by the time people are listening to this, there will be football on.
0: That's a very, very good point. Okay, fair enough. Welcome to the first Red Friday that doesn't have a game. I mean,
1: it's not preseason for the Chiefs, I guess, but it is still football, and I'm excited about that. So, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Steelers. I'm not a big fan of the Cowboys, so probably won't watch the game. i got other stuff i got to get done. But it is exciting that football's back.
0: Well, it. Is, I agree with you. I, I don't care who wins that game. It doesn't matter to me, but it's on, and that's what counts. So I will tell you what else you do care about, though, is that light is coming along. I like it. It's uh, progress.
1: Well, and uh, the light's working. I think I figured out my setup a little bit better because I'm a little higher in my chair. I have my monitor up. So it's not as hard to try to look at the screen and see you talking as I'm sitting here trying to look at the camera.
0: Okay. Well, hey. so Still working on it. (laughs) It always is. Uh, And another work in progress is what's going on at camp. We got some good news on Tyreek Hill. You and your segways, I swear. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's great. No. You got one in a few minutes. It's okay. Um, (laughs) Tyreek not only got back out there, um, but got a couple of long passes. Uh, Every account that I have seen and talked to, uh, including the beat reporters, looks like he is absolutely fine and has zero hangover from that tendonitis.
1: Yeah. And he's caught a touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes. Um, Matt Derrick said that he looked good when he was doing that. There was no issues with, uh, him moving. So I think he's going to be fine. I think it's a good thing that they gave him a couple days off. No reason to push through something this time of year.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially for him
1: because, well, especially considering how well he knows the offense. Sorry. That's all I really wanted to say.
0: No, absolutely. And he can, he makes that X factor. Even when you don't have it planned, he can do things that allow others to get open as well. And without that, that severely limits the offense. Now, I don't mean to discount what Travis Kelsey does. They are a two-pronged attack, but that over-the-top aspect. My question to you is McColl's been running some deep routes with some success in this camp. That's something Andy Reid mentioned. that He's been working hard as well. Uh, I don't think that's a replacement for Tyreek Hill, but it definitely adds another dimension that if that can be a consistent threat for this offense, I think that helps the whole thing as well.
1: No, and I think you're right on that. I do think that if he could be consistent, but the key with him is not really even in training camp. It's... It's going to be, can he do it in games? Yeah. Can he be where he's going to be? And honestly, we're not going to know that until the middle of the season. Uh, it doesn't matter how it looks in preseason. It, it really matters when you get down into crunch time and you are looking for a wide receiver to be open because you have a third down and five that has to be completed so you can try to score a touchdown to win the game. Yeah. Are you going to trust him to be there?
0: You're going to try it, right? You have to.
1: Right. So, I mean, that's, that's the problem is until he can show he can make those plays, we're not going to know. So I do think it's encouraging what he's doing so far. But again, the big question with him has always been, is he going to get better at his routes? And that we really won't know again until we see him during the season. Has he gotten better at his routes? Is he easier to get off? Can he get off the press better? Is he able to get out and get, you know, where he's supposed to be and be open? He's never really had a hands problem, so I'm not worried about that aspect really.
0: It, that's a, a good point that you bring up because it is it is about making the catch for him, not the mechanical part of the hands. It's about being in the place to receive the ball. And obviously, we've seen his instincts after he receives the ball. I don't, I'm don't, i not concerned about the, the running out of bounds to avoid a little extra contact at the end of the player or anything. None of that bothers me. Well, I don't care about that at all. Okay, exactly, because the yak makes up for it times 10 as far as I'm concerned.
1: Well, and to be fair, I, I look at it as I would rather him not take the hits. And honestly, that's pretty much the same I feel with every player. Unless you're absolutely in a situation where you have to have that yard, then that's a difference. But generally speaking, on most plays, on nine out of ten or nine, probably ninety five percent of the plays out there, you're not going to care as much about missing a yard or two because they stepped out of bounds trying to avoid a hit. That's a smart play from a player. Yeah, and especially most for- of the time.
0: And if it's past the chains, then you're you're all good to begin with. Yep. Now, one guy that isn't all good that is in a process of coming back is Willie Gay. He did miss a second practice. Um, you'd hoped that he'd be back out there, but quite frankly, um, he's been playing so well. I would rather them take their time, especially in a concussion protocol. You have specific hurdles that you have to clear. So obviously this is a bigger deal than we thought when, when he tried to take a knee and kind of play it out and, and ended up having to go in.
1: Yeah, and it was a little discouraging because I was hoping he'd be back out there and he'd be at least able to watch practice. Uh, so you hope that he's able to do that in the coming days because that would mean that he's moving along and, and it's a very small injury, which is what it kind of sounds like that they're saying right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, maybe he's inside and maybe he's uh, munching on some built Bars.
0: Yeah, hey, that could easily be it, right?
1: <laughs> Speaking of built Bars, did you know that built Bar has nine delicious – Flavors: coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies, and cream, and German chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. I just actually ordered mine a couple days ago, and right now they had a special where they'll send you a built bar cooler to go with it. Oh, and I got that for free, so just want to throw that out there. Thank you, built bar, for that. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavor, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Bilt Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Bilt.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your, your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off at Bilt.com. And I did use Lock 15, so thank you very much for the 15% off. It's
0: a nice plus. Now I'm hungry. Oh, I know. These are designated with props, though. I put little peas on them so my kids know that they can't eat them. <laughs> they found my well, staff. I'm in trouble.
1: Yeah, see, my problem is is I've, I had them so long ago, I can't remember what some of them taste like. So I'm looking forward to going through and retrying all nine flavors <laughs> over the next couple of weeks, and then I'll have props for all the different nine flavors. And eventually, I'll probably get to a point where I have to – you know, every three or four weeks, order a new mixed box and, you know, just have them keep coming in that way, that way and keep them fresh.
0: And the rate that they change them, hey, that, that's worth the time. And what is changing is who's where. We got a couple of, of tastes here of not just the big-time draft picks, not just Creed Humphrey uh, and Nick Bolton, who both are doing well by all reports. Um, I, I think that's pretty – Which is easy. very encouraging. Absolutely. I think that's easy to see with Nick Bolton pretty well because he he's coming up with picks. A little bit more difficult, I think, to suss out exactly what Creed Humphrey's doing. But all Is it though? Well, for some.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. I'm just saying like in one-on-ones, every video, it seems like every video I see, he's winning the one-on-ones. And I'm not going to say I haven't seen him miss once or twice, mm-hmm. but generally speaking, honestly, you know, in my opinion, centers should be the most comfortable in that type of position because you're in a phone box generally anyway. You're going to generally be one-on-one with your guy. Um, that's one reason I'm not so worried about a guy like Orlando Brown Jr. struggling because you're not really in a mailbox. You're not really in a situation where the guy can go in or out. You're one-on-one with the guy trying to stop him from getting to the QB, which is something that's valuable, but for a tackle, it doesn't. it's not the same as it would be in a game. You're not going to have a guy next to you.
0: Yeah, it's and it's not as immediate. You right. get that swim move over Creed's shoulder, then that's a problem. Yep. Um, I think I only saw that once, though. And so very, very positive on him and on Nick Bolton, obviously coming up with the picks and stepping in when, when Hitch and Neiman have been out. Um, he Neiman – or I'm sorry, Hitch was back out there a little bit today. So that ate into it
1: a little bit. I just want to say really quick, I'm going to call it right now, I think Humphrey's a Pro Bowl center by the third year.
0: Okay, I thought you were going to say third game. I'm like, easy now. No, no, no. Easy no. now.
1: No, no third, third year. I, I will say I do think he's going to play very well this year, and I'm very excited to see him uh, play on this team because I do think it's going to be a huge upgrade, and Chiefs fans don't have a clue as to how big of an upgrade it's going to be until you actually see them been able to run the ball in short-yarded situations, which they haven't been able to do in the past. And so you wonder, are people going to realize that and, and notice it at the time? And I know that drives you nuts. I'm going to notice
0: it. I'll tell yeah. you that. And everyone yeah. who has to listen to me, thank you folks for your subscriptions on YouTube and on Spotify and everywhere else. You will hear me tell you whenever that happens, it will be game one, I'm sure. Um, and can I just kind of gush for a minute? There's a picture on chiefs.com and they're daily pictures that you can go check out from training camp. And there's a picture of Michael Burton carrying the ball. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I shouldn't know. That's where this was going.
0: Right? That's what I'm talking about. Like it's taken a while. They're still doing install. It's a process of getting your offense built. But when the fullbacks get in touches, that's when I'm
1: happiest. Uh, you know, it could have just been a drill where he was going through the motions.
0: No, he does not do that. He's all the time. I'll go every day. Well, there are no going through motions.
1: Yeah, there is one that you're doing warmups, but whatever. <laughs> the I'll much let you it's
0: interviews for EB, I don't know. <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll let you have your fun and, and have your thoughts about Michael Burton and how much he's not going to help or he's not going to have <laughs> huge plays for Kansas City this year. But it's good that he's getting at least touches on the ball. And yeah, I know you really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah,
0: he'll have a player too, just like Sherman did. Yeah, and he's got it built in the offense. But that takes me to the running backs. Well, uh,
1: <laughs> sorry, I just want to say really quick what I do think is he could be more useful this year than Sherman has been in the past, because they're going to have an aspect of their offensive line that gives them the ability to do power running.
0: Right. That makes him that much, more. you're not making up for a a subpar line block now. Right. You're actually taking it beyond that, hitting that second level where you can, he's
1: open. You're actually using him like you want, would want to use him. Right.
0: I I'm encouraged by that. And, um, I did get a chuckle today out of EB being interviewed by Maurice Jones-Drew, who was yeah. his former player. I saw you Clyde. tweet about it. Did you Did you see the clip? I, no, I, I didn't see the clip. I didn't tweet the clip, but but the two of them and MJD asking Clyde about EB, and they end the whole thing and he didn't. I can't remember what the question was, but EB like threw it back at MJD like, "Well, we're gonna find out who the widest of us is."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I thought that was great because. MJD could be a fullback right now, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah. Well, and, you know, honestly, the enemy is having fun. And I do love how multiple times I've seen different people say, yeah, don't bring little kids to camp if you don't want to hear them. If you don't want them to hear cussing, because that's all EB. And I'm fine with that. I mean, honestly, that's that's his personality. The guys seem to love him. So it's not something where he's degrading people um he's doing what he does to try to get the best out of players and that's exactly what you want from a coach. And I and I did say coach, not just offensive coordinator. I said coach. Exactly.
0: And and motivation is a part of coaching as much as teaching. Huge. Yeah. So I I just enjoy that aspect because that position group I think is much maligned with the quote unquote demise of the running back over the last few years and everything and Um, He definitely brings a lot of personality and evidently so does everybody that plays for him. So I think that's, that's entertaining, but we got to talk about the defense too. I'm excited about that. We're going to do that on the backside of this kind of a rough transition, but what stood out to me the last couple of days has been the rookie on defense that I didn't expect to be talking to already.
1: Yeah, that's really surprising. And I do think it means a lot with him having with the team already having him talk to the media. It's little things that that step out to you, and that's something that's standing out to me. Is you start looking at some of these rookies, and most of the rookies aren't talking to the media. And uh, when it comes to training camp, this kid is, I think, legitimately has a good shot at making this team.
0: Oh yeah, I'm with you. I think, but I'm not talking practice squad, just to be clear. Right? No, I know you. You. Um, I think this is pushing for the five safety scenario because I don't think you can let a veteran like Parks go, even if Key is outplaying him just because of the knowledge factor and the, the safety net factor there is there. Um, I, but disagree. I will, you, you think that he should? You think he keep th- it out? Four is enough?
1: I don't like being at four, but here's the problem. Kansas City has such a deep roster at other positions. I don't know if they can keep five. Okay. How many how many corners are they going to keep? Obviously, they're going to keep at least five. Could they keep six? Maybe. They've done it before.
0: They could. Um <clears throat> It looks like Baker is not like injured. They're giving him rest, so yep, which I like yeah, that too. Yeah, but something's cropping up there. Something's got to be bothering him if they feel that he needs rest. So I don't know if it's it, when he first got out there. He's making plays. He and Hughes were going back and forth. It felt like, hey, he's he's one hundred percent. Maybe he's not one hundred percent, and so maybe he can't be ready for Week One. But I don't think he's very far off.
1: Yeah, but, and I wonder on a guy like that, can you put him on IR? Is IR a possibility for somebody like that? As long as they're going to have basically the same IR rules, which really quick, I hope they do. I just want to say that because I like the injured reserve aspect that they've had the past couple of seasons. I think it adds to and it complements the game very well with as big of collisions as you have at times.
0: And, and folks, what we're talking about is uh, last year it was a three-week IR and you can return, (laughs) unlimited returns, and that's the big key. Is not losing guys for the entire season for what is a, a temporary condition. or
1: or only being able to bring up back one or two people or sorry, one or two guys. Yeah, that's a good point. So,
0: um, but yeah, that, that does play into how many safeties that keep they keep. And that brings us back to Devin Key. That's who we're talking about, who was in front of the media today, has been getting reps with the ones. Uh, Juan Thornhill luckily was back at practice. Um, that groin it, it was a pull, it wasn't a tear. So hopefully that's that's him working back in, but. He's giving them a lot. And when I go back and I look at at my notes from pre-draft, he is an undrafted free agent, folks. One makes it every year. It might be him this year. Tershawn Wharton was the big surprise last season. Um, And you can see what what he's done in terms of development. Uh, When I look at at Key, my notes have some um, suspect tackling in there, but a very instinctual guy. That's one of the things that they had to say Spags did yesterday about him. And today he said about how he's just trying to learn and learn and learn. And I think that's the big key. It's one thing to be athletic. He's not he's not Juan Thornhill and Eric Berry or or Sneed athletic. But for the safeties the Chiefs have had, I went back over the last nine classes. And in the safeties that the Chiefs have selected or brought in, he is in the upper tier, um, not with those elite guys, but above the average. And I think if you have that combination of solid athleticism and you're willing to learn, and you have the instincts, that's kind of the triangle that makes a good player.
1: Yeah, and and you're going to have those keys with key, huh? I like how you put that earlier. Hey. But you are the king of the – the, sorry, the prince of the segue. Um, really quick, I just want to mention this because we didn't mention it earlier. Mike Rimmers did show up. He was on the field. He didn't practice. He didn't have his pads. I just want to make sure that's out there because it was reported. Uh, and we do need to address it. Uh, The other thing I will say is uh, I still really am liking everything I'm seeing from Trey Smith on the offensive line. Now, when you start talking about Devon Key, you're in a situation where if they keep four safeties, then that opens up another spot for the offensive line we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. possibly, because maybe they end up going with 26 on offense because they have to take so many offensive linemen. I mean, we just don't know at this point. I really do think that – I think that parks has an opportunity to make this roster and maybe he'll force himself on, but if he's going to do it, I don't think it's going to be because of the way he plays. I think it's going to be because of the way he is on special teams, mm-hmm. because at this point he is not going to be anything more than the fourth safety. And right now he's not even that. Yeah. So, you know, and you start talking about a kid like an undrafted free agent, getting to run with the ones. Yeah. Armani Watts isn't out there. And I, and I get that but he hasn't made it back up yet. Uh, You know, and you're sitting in a situation where this is make or break it for Armani Watts, and Armani Watts really hasn't been playing other than special teams for the Chiefs for the past couple of seasons. So I don't even think that that's going to be something that will save him this year if he is able to show he can contribute on defense and be a guy that can contribute on special teams. The other thing with him that you said is that he struggles in tackling. When it comes to tackling, that's something you can teach. Mm -hmm. His instincts aren't something you can teach. Right that I think is really what's making him so valued by this team is that they're looking at his instincts saying, yeah, he has some polishing to do, which is really what training camp is for. It's exactly what they're doing. Uh, But if we can get the tackling part of it, taken care of it, I'm not saying that's not important, but you can get that taken care of. You can't give somebody instincts.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. (laughs) for for a UDFA from Western Kentucky, that's what the whole rookie season is for, because yep. he spoke about the defense being fairly complex down at Western, but making that transition helped him. So he's got the mental acuity to learn the defense. He's got the instincts. They're playing in both at the back and at, at the front. So that means that you don't have to make Dan Sorensen and Tyre Matthew play every single snap. And so that's value in and of itself, because we have to remember, they play dime a lot. Three safeties. So a minimum is the fourth guy is going to play in relief of all three of those positions. That versatility, I know we say it about the offensive line and everywhere else on this roster, but that versatility is a lot of what's giving him these looks. Yeah, and then you also
1: run into the fact that Tyron Matthew plays all the, over the defense and not necessarily just in safety sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he could play nickel corner. He can. I mean, he can come up, but I think there's been times where he's aligned as a linebacker before on the Chiefs defense. So, I mean, he can be all over the field and that's value when it comes to him, but it also makes you have certain players that can back him up and take care of the duties that he would normally perform to allow him to do the things he does so well. Yeah. So, I,
0: I hope that it continues and I hope that that is another option. I, I don't know where I lean yet. I need to see the CDs live to know whether I need five or six of them, but we're going to get to that decision. We'd like to know what you think. Leave it in the comments on YouTube or in the iTunes reviews over there, whether you like and sub on YouTube itself or on all of the other podcast platforms where you always hear us. We appreciate you giving us your time. There's another practice tomorrow. I'm sorry. There's not a practice on Saturday. There's another practice on Sunday, and we'll have something for you that night.
1: I forgot to mention when we were talking about offensive linemen, another guy that had a good day, Hmm. Lucas Niang.
0: Ah, okay. I was going to say anything negative.
1: He's improved day one to day two to day three. And that's exactly what you want from players. Yeah. So, I mean, give him time. I think he'll be in a good situation. And that becomes even more important with Rimmers going through what he's going through right now. Uh, And honestly, Rimmers out might have actually helped Niang in a a way.
0: It very much seems to me that Lucas is a guy that needed that getting thrown into the fire against the one-on-ones, against the ones in real team hitting. You know, we, we used to say in the music business, one performance is is worth three practices, right? And then that's kind of the same thing here. One rep in full go is as good as three mental reps. So it goes a long way. And I think that's why you see rookies make some jumps and particularly second year guys make some leaps.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see what this offensive line can do. And it's going to be very interesting to see who they trot out day one, because right now I'm not sure it's not going to be basically three rookies. Yeah, man. Uh I'm pretty sure
0: for the first preseason game, right? What was that? I'm pretty certain it is going to be that for the first preseason game,
1: right? Yeah, absolutely. And and at that point, honestly, if the offensive line does well in the first preseason game, I think you may see something that they might stick with even when you start getting guys back. Yeah. And say what you want about the guards and say what you want about LDT, but he hasn't earned his job back at this point. Yeah. I don't think it's the I don't think it's the team trying to give Smith more reps. I don't think he's earned I don't feel like the team would do that. I think that they're trying to say, wait a second, this guy is a severe player. He needs the reps. We'll see what he can do. And LDT is a great option. It's your second option or third option, however it may end up being, but he hasn't won it back yet.
0: That's true. And you know, maybe he doesn't. I'm perfectly fine with that. Like you said, he's he's an excellent backup. And you get to the point where it's one thing in practice and then you start playing real games Maybe there's a stumble for the rookie or whatever. You have an experienced <clears throat> backup to just put right in. Yep. And you can flip-flop it if you need
1: to. I and, I, and the thing I love about Smith the most is his attitude. Mm-hmm. This offensive line needs that burn, and he absolutely has it.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, he's going to be a leader on this group
1: eventually, yeah. whether this
0: season or next.
1: Well, and if him and Humphrey get to play all to get, play together this year, yeah. imagine what that's going to be in two or three years.
0: Hey, the fullbacks love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course you got to turn it back to that.
0: Uh, folks, I love it too. We hope that you do. Uh, we'll have something for you Sunday after practice from there. Enjoy your weekend. Otherwise, especially if you're going out to training camp. thanks for listening today. We'll talk to you next time.
1: And subscribe on YouTube.
0: Yes, that too.